0: Hello, and welcome to this spooktacular and creeptastic episode. Those returning, thanks. Those new here, welcome. My name is Anthony, and I take full responsibility for this Frankenstein podcast. This week I am discussing one of two songs that could have fit the Halloween season by Mr. Buffett. It was a toss up, but I looked at the concert facts, and it appears this episode song has been played less than desperation samba in concert making vampires mummies and the holy ghost a deeper cut than i realized it was going to be before i started writing the script for this episode of course desperation samba contains harrison ford cracking a whip in the background but as cool as that fact is i think this song is a better choice for this week especially with lyrics like these had a dream last night Take a time traveling ride. Back to my childhood where those monsters reside. They snack on innocence and dine on self-esteem. But I like to be in touch with what makes me scream. Creepy, right? And those lyrics and this song was put together by four people. I'm surprised to learn that fact. This always felt like a song Jimmy would have written by himself. It was these four guys who gave us this great song. Jim Mayer. Jimmy Buffett. Peter Mayer, and Roger Guth. Thanks guys for crafting this excellent tune. And now let's go ahead and get into this song before this episode moves any further. Oh, rock and roll is a scary business. No hit records, no MTV videos, you'll never make it here. I love the creepy organ at the start of the song. And then the song kicks in, and this is a nice mid tempo rocker with a harmonica killing it. The chorus is very catchy, and you can tell Buffett is having fun singing this one. And I don't know if he is into horror or not. Can't imagine he is. But people do surprise you. When I heard this song for the first time, I couldn't believe Jimmy name dropped Stephen King. Mr. King is the guy who got my hands to typing. And to hear my favorite singer name drop my favorite author, it was a crazy connection. I never thought, what happened? I wonder how many authors are typing away because of Stephen King. It kind of sounds cliche today to say Stephen King got me into writing. So many are saying it now. But when I started reading his books, I knew writing was going to be a big part of my life. But this episode is not about me. This episode is about the song Vampires, Mummies, and the Holy Ghost. Let's go ahead and get into some concert facts. It looks like this song has been played 35 times in concert, and it was featured on tour in 1994 and 1995, played 26 times in 1994 and 9 times in 1995, right around the time Fruitcakes was released. That was the album this song was on in case you didn't know that information. Funny that this song got played live more than Lone Palm or Love in the Library combined. I would think the reverse would have been true, but do I know, I'm just a guy behind a mic spitting out words. I was at the show he played this song on, um, I had forgotten that I saw him play this one live. 1994 and the Fruitcakes tour was my first taste of Jimmy's live shows, and I've been enjoying seeing him perform for many years. Thanks Jimmy for this song, and thanks for entertaining me for so long. Let me go ahead and drop the candy in your bag and send you guys on your way. I appreciate all the support. I didn't do this for fame or glory. Just wanted to highlight some great songs by Jimmy. And when you guys tune in each week, it helps to strengthen that idea further and further. And thanks for putting up with my side roads into other artists as well. I'm trying to make a great podcast, and I hope I am. And this week I'm going to feature one of my short stories at the end of this episode. I think it helps to set the Halloween mood. You can now... Check out here and move on with whatever it is you need to do, or you can stick around and listen to this Halloween treat. That's it. Time to set sail. Thanks for listening. So like a cobweb you stuck around. Thanks. I appreciate that. And if you want to read this short story and more like it, check out my collections on Amazon. They're called Nightlight Tales 1 and Nightlight Tales 2. This story, The Headless Fountain Man, can be found in Nightlight Tales, too. And I want to give a special thanks to Kim for inspiring this tale. She has a blog post with a picture on it, and when I saw that picture, I sat down and wrote this story. She has been a great supporter of mine, and she gave me the go-ahead when I told her about what I had written. Just wanted to put that out there. I'm a writer. I get long-winded. And I hear you. I do. Shut up and tell the damn story already. All right, here it is. Kim was approaching the annual Canadian Comic Con when she was startled by a headless statue sitting inside a large silver fountain. This statue had black Chuck Taylors on its feet, red socks, blue jeans, and was wearing a t-shirt that read, What are you looking at? She took out her camera, and instead of taking pictures of the various people in cosplay costumes, she decided to take a picture of this statue sitting there on its butt dressed like it was heading for a skateboarding convention with no head on top of its body its head had been replaced with a large white geyser of water that sailed into the air and splashed all over the headless figure and the ground around it her finger froze before she took the shot something about this statue felt all wrong something about it didn't seem right she focused the lens and thought she saw the statue raise an arm and wave at her. She paused and pulled the camera away from her face, opening both eyes. She looked at the statue in the dusky light. It was still sitting there spewing water from its neck, arms and legs unmoving. She shook off the goosebumps, raised the camera to her eye, and snapped the shot. Then she snapped a couple more, because you didn't know which one would be the money shot. Best to have backups. Coming, hun. A young man's voice replied kim turned to face her husband and quickly turned back to the statue when she thought she heard a splash it sounded like two hands had decided to slap the water she studied the hands did they wriggle did they move like slimy wet worms she was unsure as she put the camera strap around her neck and joined her husband at the door you okay he asked fine just snapping some shots you look like you've seen a ghost comic-con jitters that's all shall we go she replied as a large person dressed like chewbacca brushed past her this chewbacca was not only tall but fat in fact it was the fattest chewbacca she had ever seen the long shaggy hair did nothing to conceal the rolls and layers of blubber she stifled a laugh and then she and her husband followed the fat chewbacca into the building that night kim and her husband lay in bed slumber like the dead had taken them over once they had found their pillows. A round full moon hung in the cloudless night sky, casting a yellow light over the blue bedsheet. Shadows, thick and ominous, lay splashed across the room in various spots. Kim stirred on the bed as if something was watching her sleep, something that had slunk up out of the dark and decided to put its eyes right on her. She sat up on the bed when her nose caught a whiff of a watery damp smell. Her eyes slowly adjusted to the gloom in the room. As she looked around trying to see where that smell was coming from, that's when she saw it. The Headless Fountain Man. He was standing in her doorway, highlighted by the moon, dripping water all over the carpet. She looked at him and he looked at her. She stifled a scream when she saw that he was no longer headless. Sitting on top of his shoulders was a large camera. The headless fountain man leaned his camera head towards her and adjusted the lens. A flash of light, electric and powerful like lightning, lit up the room with a brightness so bright it almost burned out her eyeballs. When her eyes adjusted, Kim looked at her husband, still fast asleep, as the headless fountain man started taking small steps towards her, his large concrete shoes making a loud thump on the floor. She slid off the bed and scurried underneath it, curling up in a fetal position. The headless fountain man paused when he reached the bed. He kneeled down to the floor with creaky knees and looked at her with his camera head. He didn't hesitate as he snapped another picture that was so bright it burnt part of the floor, leaving the carpet smoldering soft white smoke. Kim had no idea what to do as she heard the camera gearing up for another shot, a loud sound that echoed around the room shaking the floors and the walls with its ferociousness she curled up tighter squeezed her eyes harder as a feeling washed over her that this might just be the final shot that this time the flash would burn her body to ashes she started to cry fearing the end of her days upon her and that's when it all went silent she opened her eyes peeking with caution out into her room it was morning she was back in bed she could hear the shower running as she looked from the bathroom door to the window to the room at large. There were no signs of the headless fountain man. Feeling relieved that it was only a dream, she slipped out of bed and pulled up her feet immediately. She looked down at the floor and saw a large wet spot. Beside it, there was a picture. This picture had an image of her frozen in fear, cowering, fearing for her life, as she hid within the darkness underneath the bed the end. And check out Kim's site once you're done here, avenueofdaydreams.wordpress.com. She takes fabulous pictures and posts them on that site. Happy Halloween, everyone.